It's time for another hour of Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries, Thursday weekly discussion with Thomas and Denise. We are the walkers, inspiring souls and removing the mask through the word of God. Join us as we discuss biblical topics with a life applicable approach. We talk about biblical topics such as marriage, purpose, loneliness, family, salvation, forgiveness, holiness, and so much more. We also have inspirational books and poetry that we expound on during our weekly program. You can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries and join our Anchor Podcast channel. And now join us for another enjoyable evening. God bless. Amen. God bless. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We are so thankful and blessed to have Dr. Marcel on the call today, and and he's uh, joining in with us, and I want to thank him for his time and his, his energy that he's bringing to tonight's discussion. Tonight's discussion is on healing in the new faith era. I know some people might think about what do you mean new faith era well you know faith has been through quite a few involved evolvements in the last uh 2000 years i'll put it like that so um that is something that we 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 have to look at and, and consider and when we think about that then we would think about what's going on in the 21st century as opposed uh, to the first century AD. And even as far back as uh, the before the common era, faith was still being exhibited on many levels. So I just want you all to know that um, we're going to talk about and discuss some of those things and the differences and and what faith brings now as opposed to what it brought back then and what the bible says about it so first we're just going to um open with a word of prayer before we start father god we thank you heavenly father for all of your love and kindness we thank you lord for this day because this is the day that you have made and we are rejoicing and being glad in it. We thank you, Father, that you have touched each home, each life, each person that's listening in today or viewing. We thank you, Father, that you have touched them in a way that compels them to come and join in on this discussion. We bless your name, Lord, and we thank you. We ask you, Lord, to decrease us as we uh, talk about faith in this new era and talk about healing in this new era. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, to continue to lead and guide us as we move forward in your will and in your way. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Bible teaches us to have faith and walk by faith and not by sight through the scriptures. Faith is, as the Bible tells us, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We are even saved by faith through grace, or saved by grace through faith. And our faith justifies us to freely believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Also, the Bible teaches us that it is a person's faith 
as in the Bible that healed and delivered back in Jesus' time. Paul even told us that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And finally, John said to us that when we believe in him, we shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, Moses even stretched out his staff when God told him in obedience. Moses was an instrument in showing the power of God as the Red Sea parted. The Bible also uh, shows that in the 20, in 26 books, there are 231 verses about faith. However, the, moving forward, a man named Essex Williams Kenyon was born on April 24, 1867 in New York. And he is, was called at that time the father of the faith movement. His mother is said to have been a devout Christian and Kenyon himself became a professing Christian somewhere between the age of 15 and, and 39 years old. He first joined the Methodist church, but later stressed his, switched his membership to an independent Baptist church. Also, another person named Kenneth Hagen was born in 1917 in Texas, and he became an evangelist in uh, 1988 and preached what was called the faith movement doctrine to many other Pentecostal and Assemblies of God churches during that time in the 80s. And as a result, as a, result a new faith movement was incorporated into the Christian faith movement. Whereas what we learned about how to look to God and the scriptures first for our health and strength. With the faith movement, we were, they were teaching that we can name it and claim a thing or believe it and receive it. And the best one that they taught was you have to reach out and catch it. But the Bible strongly teaches against this form of teaching because it promotes pride and elitism among leadership and its believers. Today in the 21st century, there is even still a newer movement uh, of faith called the modern faith movement, where their beliefs in what is tangible through encouragement and empowerment, and that they can focus on what they can, they, they can achieve, and then they can obtain the results. Is this something that Christians in the 21st century truly believe? Do we believe that if we do not take medicine that will help us get well, and, and, and then we trust our, and think that our emotions and, and of faith uh, that we can be healed? And does quoting the faith scripture in the Bible, is that enough to heal, deliver, and set us free from illness, pain, trauma, or our burdens? How does the 21st century Christian deal with and process our faith and apply it to everyday life? What if everyone of the faith system you believe in has let it down or they have let you down and your life hasn't gotten any better. 
and you find out through by your prayers and faith that it hadn't been answered or when you were sick, you didn't recover. How do we process an unanswered prayer of faith? Or when we have faith to believe that something will work out and it doesn't, well, which era of faith will you continue to believe in? Would it be the Old Testament faith, New Testament faith, the faith movement doctrine, or the uh, uh, finisher, or the, the modern faith movement? Which one of those faiths do you ascribe to today? So that's a discussion that I wanted to talk about. Um, we can see down through the years and the centuries that man have taken the word of God in the scriptures and found a way to incorporate it into a doctrinal uh, dichotomy where everything, you know, you could take one or two scriptures, what Moses did, then you could take a scripture of what Paul said, then you take a scripture of what uh uh, Jesus said, you know, and they, they take all of these one scripture, <laughs> out of, I wouldn't say out of context, but they would put them in a context where it can formulate a doctrine. And when they formulate that doctrine from those scriptures, then they forget about all the other things and everything else that the Bible talks about. And more importantly, they forget about the true essence of faith. And when we define faith, the faith is defined as, um, I'm, I'm going to read from a, a, uh, that I found on the internet, alearnedreligion.com. And that was a good website that had a good definition of what faith is. Um, it says, faith is defined as belief with strong conviction, firm belief in something for which there may be no tangible proof, complete trust, confidence, reliance, or devotion. Faith is the opposite of doubt. And that is so true. When we have faith, it, it, it should be, and it ought to be a strong conviction that you believe that something that you are praying for, that you're asking for, that you believe in God for, is going to come to pass. Now, down through the years, we have seen and we have heard, especially in the 80s, according to um, the, the faith movement leader, Mr. What is his name? Mr. Kenneth Hagan, and what he to try to discuss and talk about how when we name it and claim it and we receive it and we can pray a prayer of faith over something that is going to come to pass. Now, that may be the case in some instances, but what if that doesn't happen? What if all of your prayers and all of your wishes and all of your thoughts and all of your meditative, all your fasting, all of everything that you uh, your strong conviction, your firm belief, it, it came in, it, it, you know, it, it, it comes up and bubble up out of you and, and, and out of your mouth and into your heart and into your system. And you believe that the Bible says, if you could, uh, like Jesus said, if you believe as a grain of a mustard seed, it, 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 if you could 
say to that mountain, be thou removed, and it, it shall be done. What if you've done that? What if you prayed those prayers? What if you've done the fasting? What if you've, 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 you've walked it out, your journey of faith, to the point where you just know deep down in strong conviction that it was going to come to pass, but then it doesn't? What do you do? How do you deal with that? Do you turn away from God? Do you believe that, oh, God is just a myth? God is just made up by man. God is just, you know, he, he, he let me down. And then what do you do? Well, some people in this new era, in this new age, um, they put their faith in other things. They started to put their faith into uh, something that they can see tangible. And, and, and that faith in, in the tangible things are their faith in themselves. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, it's their faith in themselves. And that, that's what their new modern faith uh, teaching and everything is starting to permeate in the Christian culture and in the culture of the world. I mean, it's, it's, street, it's basically a form of, of humanism where you don't really believe in anything but yourself that you can attain whatever uh, results that you, you need to. And, and with the modern faith movement, it's strictly you just, you can will something to happen and it happens, or you can call out a thing. And I've heard that down through the years about faith being that. You just gotta have faith. You just gotta have faith. And the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, and, and it's going to happen for you. You just got to believe. And there were times that that I took all of those things to heart. Now, don't get me wrong. I have faith. I have crazy faith. <laughs> and God has revealed himself in my life through my faith. But there were times that I had prayed for God to do a thing, and it didn't get answered. There was times that I asked God, in my case, for healing. I've asked God. I've prayed and I've fasted and I've asked God for healing, and it didn't happen. <laughs> and yeah, I was I was kind of hurt about it, and I was I was thrown back about it. I wasn't angry though. I never got angry at God about him not answering my prayer. <laughs> you know, how can you be afraid be mad at your parent when the parent says, No, I'm not gonna give that to you. You know, um, you might be sullen, you might be soaking a little bit, you might be a little little dejected about it or down about it. But angry? No. You have to believe that it's all Everything works together for good, and you have to believe that as opposed to calling out and charging the atmosphere, because a lot of times our faith is for our well-being. Our faith is what helps strengthen us. The, I can remember uh, scripture, or I remember this song that we used to sing. It used to say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Now, that scripture is found in Philippians 4.13. And when we get to that place to say, I can do all things through Christ, 
then we are putting Christ first. We're putting God first before our belief and our conviction. Because when we continue to read back in the Old Testament, God was really, really adamant about the children of Israel putting him first. He was very adamant about uh, them believing and trusting in, in, in him as opposed to the Canaanite gods or the Amalekite gods or the Ammonite gods. He wanted them to believe and trust him because he wanted to show them that he is the one true God over all gods that were, was being worshipped on this earth. And he did that. But and instead of the children of Israel taking at the heart, they felt as if they can control what God can do. <laughs> and they felt that, okay, since he's not seen, and I don't know where he is, I know he's around, but, you know, there was always that but. We can't have that but in our faith walk. We can't have that in it. And the reason why we can't have it, because when we look to God and we trust God and things doesn't work the way we want it to work, we have to still have faith. Job said in the word of God that though you slay me, yet would I still trust. Job lost everything, but he still trusted and he still had faith to believe that what will be will be in God's name. So, and, and that goes to the Lamentations. I was reading the scripture in Lamentations, the third uh, chapter in the 37th through the 40th verse where it says, I'm going to read the scripture because I want to put it in the context of how we're discussing, discussing um, the new faith era. We're going to get to the new faith era, but we have to build the context and the foundation of what faith actually is for us as individuals, because we have to know that faith is not a command. <laughs> faith is not something that you could just call out and things are going to happen. That's not the way it works. We have to have faith to believe that there's a higher source that we are calling on that's going to answer those prayers. And if that higher source does not answer those prayers, we have to be all right with it. We can't be, uh, as they say nowadays, empowered to believe that um, it's going to work out for us no matter what, because we can be empowered and prideful at the same time. So when we are empowering people, you know, we're building them up, but then where do they cut that part off where the build up don't turn and flips to pride? And that's what God wants us to realize and understand. Like Philippians said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And they say I can do all things because I, I trust and I got faith in Christ. That's the wrong answer. That's the wrong context of that scripture. And God wants us to know that just because we are saved, just because we are believers in Christ, just because we are believers that, that God is omnipotent and, and almighty, that we serve a mighty God, that don't mean mighty God is going to answer all of your prayers. That means that we still have to come in humility. We still have to be there with him, serving and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. We still are there uh, calling on his name, letting him know that we thank you, God, for all the things that you have done. And we give reverence to him. We're not asking God to 
to meet our need and to, to do all these things because, you know, we need something from him. We've given him reverence and thanks because he deserves it in our lives. So we have to put a, a context on where our faith is. Nowadays, you know, way back in the Old Testament, I'll go back to there, way back in the Old Testament, they had nothing to lose. <laughs> they had nothing to lose. All they had was their faith to go on. When Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, all he had was a stick in his hand. So he was going on faith. Wherever he was going that God was leading him, he was going by faith out there. But what was his main thing? When he went and prayed and talked to the Lord, God talked back to him. But that's because they had a two-way connection, one of faith and one of belief and strong conviction that God was going to see him through. So when we don't have those other entities around us telling us, well, oh, girl, don't worry about it. Just, just go on YouTube and listen to so-and-so, such-and-such. And, man, they got a powerful they got a powerful sermon. Oh, you can get blessed by that. Okay, yeah. Or go get this book, you know, The Purpose Driven Life, and you can read this book, and oh, it'll just plant so many wonderful things in your life. Okay, yeah, that's true. You could do that too. Or you could just get on your knees and talk to God. Have a strong, good conversation with him. Build a relationship with him. Learn through uh, understanding who he is through the word of God, through the Bible and the scriptures, you know, how to connect with him, how to, to please him, how to, how to believe in him when everything else fails. That's the faith that God is looking for. God is looking for uh, people of faith and people that have faith and believe in him. That's going to worship him in spite of, because God is not an ATM God. So just because you have faith, faith is not an ATM card that you stick in there and you say, okay, I got faith, God, you're going to heal me. And uh, I know he's going to do it. Well, that's not always true. I remember when... Um, I was first diagnosed with diabetes in 2002. Never understood what it was. I, I just thought it was an old people disease. I thought it was something that old people got when they get older later on in life that they, they do like they say they you catch the sugars. You know, they didn't call it diabetes. They called it you know, catching the sugars. And when they told me that, I was like, what? But before all of that was going on, you know, um, I had started losing a, a tremendous amount of weight, and I, and I went from like 230 pounds down to like 178 in a matter of 30 days, and I was consistently thirsty, and I thought by me working out and trying to lose the weight, that was what was going on, but it wasn't until my, my eyesight started to get a little blurry and I started having headaches, then I realized that something, well, something is wrong. And I was thirsty. I would drink like three or four of these bottles of water in 30 minutes and still be thirsty. I mean, that is a terrible, terrible feeling. But the whole time now that I was doing it, I had faith. I had faith to believe. 
you know, in God, that the God that I had served, the God that I had worshipped all through my, my childhood years, even the years that I didn't do everything that God had asked me to do, and I didn't live according to God's will during the, the, up to that point, I still had faith. See, and that's, that's the Bible. The Bible tells us that faith is a substance of things hoped for. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. It, 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 and it paints that picture that we can physically and mentally believe that we have faith enough to do those things. We, it, it paints that picture that even if deep down in our heart and, and in our mind, that our faith can change things. It does say that in scripture, but it has to be God's will. It has to be God's will that these things are going to happen for you and us in our lives. And that goes back to the question, how would you handle it and how would you deal with it if your faith doesn't get the results that you want? Well, it didn't get the results I wanted because uh, I went to the doctor and the doctor told me, well, yo, your blood sugar level is at 580. And they couldn't understand why I was still walking around or looking. They said, you should be either dead or in a coma by now. And I was like, really? I see that's <laughs> that when you, when you don't know anything, I'm not going to say ignorant. But when I'm going to say when you don't know about something, it's something that attacks you to that point where you don't really understand, you know, that's when other things start firing off in your mind. And I was like, Lord, I was going, I could have died. Man, I, I'm that sick. And I started really thinking about those things. And I was like, wow, well, uh, I asked the doctor, well, what can we do? <laughs> what can we do, doctor? <laughs> and see, that's, that goes back to my introductory point where I talk about, you know, when you're sick and you have faith, do you not trust the doctor? Do you not believe in that there's a remedy? There's something that the doctor can do to help you? Or do you say, well, you know, I still got faith. I believe God's going to heal me. And I'm just going to walk it out and trust God. Now, you, you had faith all the way up to this point where the diagnosis has been clear. And that faith hasn't did anything for you up to that point. Now, you're at a point at a crossroad. And your belief and your faith and your walk with God, everything is at a crossroad now. Because now you're sitting in the face of, do I make a choice to... Take the, take the doctor's instructions and get better, or do I don't take the doctor's instruction and, and possibly, potentially die? Or, well, I know you could do either way. You could die either way with the, the medications and everything. But which thing do you uh, believe in to the point where it helps you? Now, I'm not saying you, you have faith in I'm saying what you what you believe in in that moment, in that instance, because what I understood, what I believed at that moment, my faith wasn't struck, wasn't shaken at any given time during that time. What was revealed to me was I was like, thank you, God, for sending me to the doctor. 
thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Had I not went to the doctor, I could be dead right now. Had I waited two or three more days, I would have been dead right now. Instead of me looking at it, oh, like you ain't have enough faith. Or why did you trust in that when you got faith in Jesus and, and everything? It wasn't about that at that moment. What I'm saying is I'm giving thanks for like uh, Abraham. Abraham had a ram in a bush. I consider that my ram in a bush so that I can get well and tell the testimony, not of how the pill made me better or how the doctor made me better. It was how God interceded and helped me to get better. Because you have to understand, our bodies are all just like uh, Paul said, our bodies are tense. And these are meat suits, and these are suits that were built out of iniquity. We are all have something wrong with our bodies internally, and that's the result of sin. And that's not nothing that we put in us. That's not nothing that we even ascribe to. We were just born into sin. That's just the way it is, you know. So our bodies are going to come flawed. Our, our makeup, our genetic makeup is going to become, is going to be flawed when we're here on this earth. But that doesn't mean that we can't have faith and still believe to the point where no matter what is bad, God is, is meant it for good. We have to look at things in that perspective. We can't automatically believe that it's a, a one-way uh, characteristic or one way of looking at our faith and what we believe in, then if that's the case, then it become almost cultish because we're not, we're putting God in that box to, to say, okay, it's in black and white, it's what I'm saying, it's what it is. And a lot of instances, a lot of cases in scripture where the Bible, where people says, you know, they said it right here, but it says it there differently, or it says it on this scripture here, but over here says it's differently. Well, that's because the circumstances and the power of God moves differently, or the instances in which um, those things, or the mannerism that it happened were different than the, the others. So, the results are going to be different, just like our faith. When I went to the doctor and the doctor told me that I was close to stroking out and not knowing out of ignorance, and they said, well, here, take this, and you're going to get better. Instead of me saying, no, 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 I don't want it. I'm going to trust God. He's going to heal me to and, and take that sugar and, and all that stuff and put it back regulated. That That is great. That is strong conviction. That is a firm belief in something that it, without no tangible proof. That's that's faith. That's what it is. But here this doctor have this medicine that's been proven. Now, uh, Luke was a physician in the Bible. And they even called Jesus the great physician. So here you're sitting with this doctor that have medications that can help put your body back in sync. In the short term, so that you can uh, show the revelation of God's work and putting that doctor in your path to make you better so that you can tell the testimony, not of how the doctor, like I said earlier, not of how the doctor uh, healed you, but how God brought that in your path to make things better. 
That's the testimony that we should say. That's the testimony that we should say to, to expound on. Moving forward to how God has the final say. In Lamentations 3, 37 through 40, it says, who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being proceed? Why should a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins? Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. What was going on at that time, Lamentations, uh, the children of Israel were in captivity and they were wailing and they were afraid, they were scared, they were, you know, God had passed judgment on them and put them in cap captivity. So people started coming together and they started talking about, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, this it's going to come to pass. And, 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 and the false prophets started to rise up in, in, in the camp. I'll say the camp where they were. And God had to let them know, hey, <laughs> I didn't command that. I didn't command these things that you're hearing. Um, how can you say that these things are going to happen and I, it is not my will for it to happen? See, that's what God had to reveal to the children of Israel. No matter what's creeping and crawling and what's going on, if it's not God's will for something to happen, then it's not going to happen. And we have to have faith and believe and trust in the divinity of God enough to know that his will be done. And all things will work together for good of those of us that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Those are all scriptures that reveal that it's God has the final say that nothing happens on this earth unless God wills it to be. And we have to get to that place where, you know, we can find joy and knowing that our faith in who we have faith in God is what orchestrates everything. And we still find joy and peace and whatever resolution that may come from that situation. That's why we talked about in our introduction, you know, what if those things doesn't happen? What if you, you, uh, you want to have faith to be healed and you're not healed? Just like for my sake, after I took the medication and, and my blood sugar got regulated, you know, I still thanked and praise God, and I still ask God, okay, God, since it's regulated and you sent the doctor to, 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 to help regulate my body, now I need you to heal me. <laughs> Please, God, heal me, because this is a bear that I don't want to, I don't want to hold on to. So I started eating, reading right. I stopped eating carbs, stopped eating sugar, donuts, pretzels, pasta. I stopped drinking any kind of sodas. You know, I cut all of that out because I learned that those things is what elevates the carbohydrates in your body that causes uh, the over overfilling of the the insulin in your in your bloodstream. 
So I went on this diet to stop doing that. And the whole time I was on the diet, I was praying. I was saying, God, you got to heal me from this. I don't want this. And those injection shots in your stomach with the insulin, that's it's, it's, it's terrible. And then you take the oral medications. That's a daily thing. If you don't take it, it, it does something to you. And I had even gotten to the place where by, by God's grace that I was able to diet myself down to control the, the diabetes. And um, I was doing really well with it. So I had went from the pill that the doctor had given me from the insulin shots that the doctor had, had told me to take to bring my sugar down to the pills, to oral medications, to just diet. And I was doing real well with it. Everything was perfect. I mean, the, the food, I was counting the carbs, I was doing exercise and I was doing all those things. But at the same time, you know, the diabetes was still in the blood because once it's in there and once you, you can, you can regulate it then, but now your body has memory. Now it doesn't want it to uh, do what it's supposed to do to control the diabetes. And some people say, well, it's the medication that done that, that uh, did that, but you know, if it wasn't for the medications, I would probably have been dead by now. And there's a lot of people that have uh, not taken medications and, and essentially died from the results of diabetes. So that goes into a coma and they don't wake up. And that's unfortunate. And that doesn't mean that they didn't have faith. And I won't say that it's, it's God's will that that happened. But we have to always look at things from two different sides. And I'm not saying that you have to be wavy-minded in your faith. What I'm saying is we have to look at the natural aspects, and then we got to look at the spiritual. We have to have a balance in our lives daily. There has to be balance in our lives because when Jesus came to this earth, he was fully man and he was fully divine. When they asked him about uh of taxes. He said, give to Caesar, that is Caesar, and give to God, that is God. So God, Jesus understood the principles. But when we get to where in the mid-80s, when we start talking about the word of faith movement, that's when uh, most logic starts to go out the window. That's when most reasoning starts going out the, the window. When we start saying we can name it and claim it, and we can just charge, call down heaven, and, and it's going to be done, then that's where the balance goes off. Because now we're so heavenly bound to we're no earthly good. And God still wants workers. God still wants believers on this earth. God still wants ambassadors on this earth that can still proclaim Christ and tell the testimony. We can't proclaim Christ and tell the testimony when we aren't able to show that the intangible happening in a tangible world. Meaning, you know, although we may be taking medications to get well, that doesn't mean that our faith is shaken. That just means that we'll be able to talk about how good God is, how he's blessed you to be 
on that medication because there are some people in the world who want to be on a medication and want those things and can't pay for it and can't afford it. So we have to always look at it in the perspective that God's workmanship is in everything. So when we have that balance, we're able to deduce it and be able to talk about it in a way that it gives God uh, honor and glory and praise in everything that we do. Because the Bible tells us in all our ways, acknowledge God and he'll direct our path. We have to learn that. We have to understand that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. So when we have faith in the new era, we have to understand that God is in everything that we do, whether it's good or bad. God is a worker in all things. Because one thing that I learned in this life, when I was in the military, I remember this one time we were called out and we didn't know where we were going that day. We didn't know what was going on. But it was like 2.30 in the morning. Everybody got called and we was what was called RDF. Rapid Deployment Force, that's when they first came out with it back in the 80s. Uh, and I was stationed at Fort Campbell, and it was like 2.30 in the morning, everybody got called, and we we got up, put our clothes on, got everything, you know, got our gear and everything, and we went to the airport. We went to the airport, we got on the helicopters. And the whole time that that was going on, you know, I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what's going on here? <laughs> what, what, what's happening? You know, is there something that's going on that they never did tell us uh, what, what we'll be getting ready to be called for? But I can say it was in 1985. Uh, uh, in 1985, and, and I think again in 1988, it happened. And didn't know, but the the whole point of that is we got our clothes on, we walked out, we got to the airport, and we were sitting in the helicopters waiting for orders to our destination. And while we were sitting there, all of us had this silent look on our face like, okay, we don't know what's going on, we don't know, but, you know, we have to trust in the training. We have to remember what we were taught. We have to recall those things that 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 we took, you know, the uh, training classes in, and we did exercises in, and it made it repetitious for us. We had to re remember those things and, and get our minds regulated and get it prepared for what might come. So we sat there one hour, two hours three hours, and they finally, you know, they stood us down, and we went back to everyday life, everything that's going on, but what I understood about that moment was I was praying. I was asking God, God, if, if a situation come and I have to go, I have to believe and trust that you're going to bring me back safely. So that's the faith that we have. But 
the faith shouldn't be in a time of trouble or it's, and it shouldn't be in a time when you need something from God. Our faith has to always be in alignment with our lives. And in that moment when I was sitting on that bird wondering where were we going and everything, I still had to find that balance to say, okay, God, this is where you place me. This is where I'm about to go. Okay, I have faith to believe that you're going to bring me back home safely. Now, I could have prayed that prayer that faith, you know, God, you know, I'm not going to, you know, call this thing off and don't let us leave the airport, which would have been good, too, because that did happen as well. But the context of how I looked at how my faith and the, my prayer faith was, the context of it was that I was preparing myself for what was unseen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I was praying that God would deliver and keep me in perfect peace so that when I come back home, I could come back home and give thanks to him. And pray, Lord, stop all this stuff from happening. No, Lord, we don't need that. Even though I could have prayed that prayer, I didn't. And see, that's the point that I'm trying to make with, with everyone today. It's not so much as uh, how you pray. It's what you're praying for. It's not so much as how you have faith. It's what you have faith in and how that faith is revealed in your life. So when we go to this charged atmosphere and name it and claim it, you know, we can have that faith, but at the same time, we also have to say, Lord, if I don't get it, make another way for me. <laughs> Lord, if that doesn't happen, I know you can still make a way for me. You see what I mean? Those are dynamics of faith. You could have, you could have fanatic faith and then get let down when things doesn't work because it wasn't God's will. Or you could say, okay, God, your will be done in this situation. I'm going to believe and trust that however it works out, I'm going to still believe and give thanks to you. That's what we have to get to as believers in Christ. And when we get to this modern faith where you're empowering yourself and you're telling yourself internally that you are somebody, that you can do this, and no matter what happened, you just have to believe that and manifest it in your mind and in your heart, and it shall come to pass. Well, what if it's not God's will? You can't. You call it. You can't do that. Like, not if it's not God's will, you know. And I'm not saying that that's a a, a thing on faith teaching or, or 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 anything like that. The Bible tells us faith without works is dead. So I'm all for faith. I'm all for. I'm nothing that I've gotten in this world has been on my stead, on my speed, or in my good conscience, or anything that I have done. It has all been to God's glory, the good, bad, and ugly. Everything has been to God's glory. And I give him reverence for everything that has happened. Like, uh, like Joseph said, what you meant for bad, God meant for good. See, I'm going back to these scriptures so that you can understand that it's always God's will. It's always God's will. It's, it's, it, we can have faith as much as we, we want. But if if the Father, if God does it, 
deem it so, then it's not going to happen. We are his children, and we are his sheep. So activating our faith, putting our faith in motion, doing all of those things are great for the upbuilding of who we are as believers. But if God says no, we have to find the faith and find the belief and find the hope to realize that, okay, it wasn't God's will and we could still trust God. That's what Job said, though you slay me, yet will I still trust. We have to get to that place. When things go bad in our lives, we can't be upset with God to the point where we fall off or we, we what they say nowadays, we fall out with God to the point where we don't want to believe and trust him no more. If someone, one of our loved ones die and we have prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing happened and they still ended up dying, then we turn and renounce God to say, God, where were you? Why didn't you help me? God, you know, I'm not praying to him. And there's a lot of people out there that says, well, why am I praying to this, this, this God that doesn't answer? I'm going to go ahead and start dealing in witchcraft. I'm going to get this Ouija board. And somebody going to talk to me on a Ouija board or somebody going to talk to me through the tarot cards or I could go to a psychic. A psychic could tell me my future. Or I could go to a false prophet and a false prophet could tell me what I want to hear. You know, there's many, many millions of options out there. <laughs> but, you know, which one is right? Which one is, 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 is pleasing to God? That's where we have to get to. You know, there's a way that seems right to every man, but the end result is death. So as we move forward and continue on in our faith, you know, we have to still have, you know, hope and belief. We still have to have uh, faith in our sickness. Uh, Proverbs 17 and 22 tells us, you know, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. Well, see, even though we might be uh, going through struggles and might be dealing with sickness, you know, uh, it's joy. We have to get joy in our hearts and in our minds, and we have to count it all joy like the Bible tells us, you know, and when we're counting it all joy, then we are able to handle situations that might come against us that might not be something that we believe that that God had intended or a situation that might have come up in our lives that we felt we didn't have to deal with. But we still have to count it on joy. A merry heart does good. And it might not be easy to be happy through your situation or your circumstance, but I promise you, that when the Bible says a merry heart does good like medicine, then it's pretty much like medicine. Even though I had to take those insulin shots and those pills and, and everything like that, you know, I was still happy that I was here. I was still happy because the joy of the Lord was my strength because I knew I could have been dead. But since I wasn't dead, I'm going to give God thanks, and I'm going to be glad, and I'm going to be happy that those things worked out for good 
because it it brought me to where I'm at right now to be able to tell that testimony that not only was the medications good, but it was God's will that I took the medication so that I could be right here. So that's where your faith, activating your faith, understanding your walk with Christ, understanding that God holds all things in his hands and all things work together for good. That's part of faith that we have to believe. That's that strong conviction, that firm belief that all things work together for good, you know. And I just thank God for that. And we have to stay encouraged no matter what, through through whatever sickness and pain, through whatever uh, situations that may come up in our lives. It is imperative that we still walk by faith and not by sight. It is imperative that we still have faith to believe that God can and will be in the midst of whatever situations, even if it's something that we thought we wanted or needed and God didn't manifest it for us and work it out for us, then we still have to count it all joy, no matter what, because our faith and our belief in who God is it should never be pigeonholed into one frame of mind or two frame of mind because the Bible tells us who knows the mind and the heart of God. Nobody knows God's thoughts. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. So we may want something to happen. We may trust and believe that something's going to happen. But if it don't, we have to still have faith and believe that, okay, it's God's will. For me not to have that. It's God's will for that person not to love me the way I want them to. It's God's will for me not to be involved with this situation or that situation. God has something better. And that's when you really know that your faith is working. That's when you really know you have real faith. I always say, and and this I'm saying this in closing, is that if you're crazy enough to believe that God can do a thing, then he's pretty much crazy enough to do it. But it has to be his will. There's nothing wrong to have with, with having a crazy faith. There's nothing wrong with believing that God can do all things. There's absolutely nothing wrong with any of those things that gets us through the, the day, that helps us in our merry heart does good, as Proverbs tells us. But when we're going through situations, when we're going through uh, uh, problems in our lives and uh, what, what Paul says, and this was one of the scriptures that helped me to get through whenever my situation, I always tell my wife that this is my, my scripture, but I can never get the words right by heart, you know, by, but I know that what it says resonates with me so deeply because I lived it, been there, done that. It says, but we have this treasure in earthy vessels and that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. 
So th that scripture resonated with me and stuck with me throughout all the sicknesses. And God knows that I have prayed for healing for so many countless days and so many countless hours. And I have meditated on scriptures. I have fasted in faith for, for healing and deliverance from those, from the illnesses. But at the end of the day, they're still here. <laughs> the illnesses are still here. And I still go to the doctor. I still take the medications. And I'm still here to say, okay, if it had not been for the Lord that's on my side, where would I be? So I'm thanking God. And I still have a faith that he's going to still wake me up that next morning so that I can proclaim Christ, that I can give my testimony of how God is in the workmanships of my life to the point where I'm able to be a blessing to others that need to be, a, be blessed. So with that being said, my faith in a new era, oh yeah, my faith in a new era is strong and my healing is still strong because each day that I'm here, I'm able to proclaim my healing even though I'm still taking medications, even though the medications that I take haven't had uh, a side effect that makes it uh, difficult for me to do what I'm doing now. So you see, all things work together for good. And I still love the Lord, and I'm called according to his purpose, and I have faith because it's the substance of, of things not seen, substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So faith and healing in the new era looks like me. It looks like me. Faith in the new era looks like me because uh, I promise you, there have been days and times when I, I ask God, you know, what is this all about? What is this all for? Sometimes our faith gets to the place, and sometimes our hearts as men and women of God, sometimes we get weary. Sometimes we don't know what the answer should be, but our faith is what keeps calling us back to God, keep calling us back to him, keep taking us back from one situation to another situation, believing and trusting that God has a plan. That's where the faith come in. We have to have faith for healing in the new era, and we have to have faith in the new era, understanding that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob can and has a plan and a purpose for everything. It ain't about what we can empower ourselves to think. It's not about the humanism or the, 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 the hedonism of what society brings to us in the in an instance where we can think about a thing and call the thing out and the pridefulness of believing that we can we can charge an atmosphere that God regulates. <laughs> we, can't, we can't charge anything if God doesn't want it, if God doesn't call for it to be. So when we look at it like that, and the perspective is, you know, these things might be bad right now, but thank God it's not worse. Or, okay, God, I'm going through this struggle, but God, I thank you that I got strength enough to go through it. I thank you that I'm, I'm still giving you honor and I'm still praising your name in spite of the calamity that's going on. 
that's that's what faith is because it's 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 helping you to go through your struggle it's helping you to find peace it's helping you to know that greater is he that is in you than the things that's going on in this world that's where that faith comes from faith is not something that's like uh, uh action word that you just say go and it's gonna happen or faith and it's gonna do no you have to have faith that when you ask in my name that it should be done not my name but in jesus name that you ask in jesus name that it's going to be done and you have to believe that it's god's will so that concludes tonight's discussion tonight and i i thank god that he were able to work with me and and work through me to to uh, expound on what faith is in this new era. There's a lot of different um, remedies that I would say or renditions of what faith is. But you, if you read the scriptures, read the Bible for yourself. If you uh, get into a place where you're building your own personal relationship with God and you understand how he works in your life, then your faith call and the way that you believe in God will manifest your faith to the point where you know that he is in everything. He is everything. And he's yesterday, today, and forever. But you can't get to that revelation unless you get to the point where you accept Jesus as your personal savior. And the reason why I say that is because Jesus came that we can be reconciled back to God, that we can understand the, the workmanship of who God is through the teachings of his son, Jesus. And the only way that you can understand that information is if you get into the Bible and read it, and then your indwelling and infilling of God's Holy Spirit comes and it dwells within you and it teaches you and it comforts you. And that way you won't be so prideful to think that your faith is going to be everything <laughs> and your faith is going to cast down this and do all those things. Yes, faith is good, but like I said earlier, you have to have that balance. That balance is knowing that God has the last say so. You could charge or you could call and you could do all those things, but if it's God's will, it shall be done. If it's not God's will, then you have to figure out a way to still trust that God is in the workmanship of everything. And figuring out what that means is not meaning that, oh, he let me down. It's saying, okay, it's God's will. I'm going to trust him still. You know, that's the whole thing. That's what it's all about. It's not about us and our humanistic and our prideful behavior, thinking that we could, we could do everything because we're empowered. It's about us believing that if it's God's will, having the humility, still walking in faith, still believing that God has a plan and a purpose for us in spite of everything that's going on and still being happy about everything that's going on, regardless of the situation that God is with you. So that, that concludes tonight. I thank you all for listening. I pray that you all have received something 
from everything that we talked about. And I'm just so grateful that we are able to come together and just talk about it. You know, we have to really have some real strong discussions about how we're understanding what faith is, how we're utilizing our faith, how we're walking in our faith. Are we walking in a way that would please God with our faith? Or are we trying to dictate and command God to do something that is not his will to do for us? Those are the things we have to learn. We have to learn God's understanding, learn God's voice, and learn what pleases God so that he will bless us, that his blessings are sustainable, and God gives us blessings and adds no sorrows with it. So that's how you know that you're blessed. That's how you know your faith is is is, is in alignment with God. So I thank you all for joining us, and uh, I want to... Uh, take this time right now and extend uh, a time where if anyone has anything to add before we close. Amen. So I thank you all for joining us tonight. I don't want to leave the call without leaving with a word of prayer. And I, I thank you all for joining. Please understand me that. And I just want you all to know that that we love you and God bless you. And please feel free to reach out to us at any time by the email, via text, via a phone call. We're always available. My wife and I, she's away on assignment, but she'll be back with us soon. And we, we're just praying that everything works out and, and she's able to get back here and show her pretty face with us and be able to expound with us again soon. So we thank you all. And uh, um, I believe I seen Keisha. Did you want to uh, say something before we let? Amen. Well, can you hear me now? Oh, yes, I can hear you. <laughs> okay, good. Well, um, when we were little, you used to always hear the people in church say, um, giving honor to God, who is the head of my household, who is the head of my life. And I used to be like, as a kid, like, why did everybody say that when we go to church? But then when you get older, and listening to all the things you have said and went through and you go through things in life and you be an adult and troubles come your way, you understand what things really mean, you know, and like you said, no matter good, bad, happy, sad, we always have to give God that honor and praise because without him, we are nothing. Mm -hmm. So he may not come when we want it. But he's going to come there. He's going to be there. And sometimes, like you said, he's going to tell us no, because down the road, we don't know what we're even asking for. It could be detrimental down the road, and he's trying to protect us. But us as people, we always want it now, 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 now. And he could just be saying, child, be still. Just be still. Just give it to me. Let go. Let God. And I got you. So, with that being said, like you said, we just have to give it to God and just pray and have that little bit of faith to hope 
that everything's going to be all right. And with faith, you know, you have to give God that praise for that, that grace and that mercy as well, because all of those things work together. Like you say, you have to have a balance there. Um, one thing can't work without the other. Like you said, you got to have a faith of a mustard seed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, true enough, we get knocked down. True enough, you know, we go through situations and you feel like, man, you know, like, what's going on here? But, you know, sometimes your faith do get shaken. But then you got to say, hold on, I'm a, I'm a child of God. You know, he's not going to put any more on us that we can bear. So when we do get in that slump or when we do feel like, okay, I, I might be a little beaten up or defeated today, you have to go back, you know, to that index that he created for us. And that is the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, when we feel this type of way, turn to this scripture. Or when we feel that type of way, turn to that scripture. But at the end of the day, we just know it's going to be okay. So I just thank God for, um, your message and um it's been so encouraging and and motivating so i i really appreciate and thank god that we could just like you said have these discussions and stuff mm-hmm. so every morning when i hit the floor if i don't say nothing else just thank god mm-hmm. thank you for what you have done and thank you for the miraculous things that you're about to do because like you said sometimes we don't even know what we're praying for so sometimes I just ask God, I don't know what I'm praying for, but let it be in your will and let your um steps be ordered. So, or, well, order my steps, mm-hmm. I can say, and do your will. So with that all being said, um, thank God, you know, Amen. that's all you can say. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Keisha, I encourage you to read Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And that would really put in perspective what you just said, because everything you said was uh, divinely orchestrated from that chapter in, in, in Second Corinthians. So Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, if you get a chance okay. to read it, read it, and that will really encourage your spirit. It really will. Okay, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. And I'm so- Amen. So glad that everybody joined, and you know, I like I said, we love you over here, and we want nothing but but the best for you and, and your families and everyone that's listening or viewing. We thank you for taking the time out to join with us as we talk about healing and faith in a new era. Remember, you know, our healing may come and it, and it may not come, but our faith should not be shaken to the point where we renounce God for anything, for any reason. Because at the end of the day, he still woke us up this morning and he still gave us breath. We still have jobs. We still have uh, our activities of our our bodies to to go about our day. And family members are still uh, in the land and are living with us. So we should still give thanks and praise to God no matter what. Because at the end of the day, like I used to hear somebody say, <laughs> at the end of the day, Keisha, 
at the end of the day. That's right. At the end of the day, God is going to be God. Right. That's <laughs> right. So, I thank you all for joining us. And I'm going to close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you, Lord, that you have revealed yourself in this discussion. We thank you, Lord, that we know that our faith is here. Our faith is in us. Our faith is around us. Our faith is, is deep inside of us to know that you have the final say. Regardless of our faith on our side, we still have to have faith and believe that you have the plan that you have the purpose and we have to trust and believe in your plan and purpose for our lives. So Lord, teach us to have humility. Teach us to, to walk in, in grace, knowing that you are the God that can do all things. But Lord, if it's not your will, give us humility, give us love, give us, give us patience to continue to wait and continue to praise you for all things. Lord, those that are going through situations and struggles in their lives right now, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to work in their lives, to give them peace, give them joy, give them hope in these times, in these situations, to know that at the end of all things said and done, that you are still in the midst, and it would always still work out for our good. We have faith to believe that. And with that, we're charging and we're claiming and we're believing that you are God Almighty. We're not charging and claiming and grabbing and holding down our faith. We're grabbing and holding and charging that you are God and your purpose and plan is what's best for us. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. We ask you, Lord, to heal those that you see fit to heal. But, Lord, if you don't see fit to heal them, give them the strength to continue to move forth and still bless your name in spite of. Lord, we love you. We thank you and we bless your name. We love you and we give you all honor, glory, and praise. This we ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 So you all have a good night. God bless you all. I love you all. And we will talk to you again. <laughs> again next week. <laughs> That's right. Again. Good night. Everybody. Have a good one. Good love night. you all too. Okay. Bye.